Brandy, welcome to Maybe You're Like Me. How are you doing today, friend? I'm great. How are you, Mike? I am excellent. Um, I didn't mean to one-up you, but I, I did. So I'm excellent. So. <laughs> you did. That's true. That's true. I'm fabulous. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I think we're on an even playing field now. I'm happy that we're both uh, rocking and rolling here. Um, so Brandy, uh, on the podcast, uh, we're talking to people like you who are doing amazing things. And um, and so uh, I I don't know how, but there's probably somebody out there who has been living under a rock for the last uh couple decades and uh, they may not have heard of you before. So, uh, for people out there that may not have met you yet, Brandy, can you uh, give us a, a, just a quick elevator pitch introduction? Who is Brandy Wilson? Yeah, I would love to. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who've never heard of me. I am Brandy Wilson. I live right outside of Nashville, Tennessee and Franklin. I'm a single mom to three sons that are now 22, 19 and 17. So I have a senior in college, a freshman in college and a junior in high school. Um, all three of them play football. And I like to say I'm classy until kickoff. Um, I'm the only person in our stadium of about 3000 people people every weekend that has a cowbell and is loud and proud. So um, I get a lot, I get very anxious and I try to work it all out through ringing my cowbell every Friday night. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been in the Nashville area for 22 years. So this is definitely home. I'm originally from a small town in Kentucky, um, but Nashville has my heart. So I don't plan on going anywhere. That's incredible. Now, uh, so on the podcast, actually real quick before that, like, uh, I want to talk about football you for a second, because this is a subject football that me. we, yeah, what is, so you got your cowbell, like, are you like a ball of nerves the whole time? What's your, are you yelling oh at the gosh. refs? Who, who are you? Oh gosh, that's such a vulnerable answer I'm going to have to give for this question. Let's do but it. Um, it depends on how things are going. I am very anxious. I um, <laughs> my junior in high school plays quarterback. So my other two sons are defensive backs. I have a corner and a safety, which are okay. you know like super fun to watch. The quarterback position is very stressful. I will tell you the gift that God has given me is when he throws the ball, I follow the ball. So I never see when he gets creamed by the defensive <laughs> line. So last week he took a really bad hit and I'm like, he'd thrown a touchdown. So I'm screaming and yelling. And my, my, um, one of my sons got to come to that game. And one of my good friends was there and Brewster's were there with me. Uh -huh. And I'm like flipping out cheering. And they're all like, when is she going to notice that her, my son is on the ground and oh, I no. legitimately turned to them and I said, wait, who got hurt? And they were like, that's oh, no. Brewer. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I feel like God has given me the gift of following the ball. So I don't have to watch him take those hard hits and he's fine. He got up and played the rest of the game, but he was definitely well, sore good. the next day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you ever meet my mom, which I, I feel like we should make that happen now. I don't know why, but uh, yes. if you ever meet my mom, my mom, uh, if people describe her, she's not a shy person, but, um, she's got like a small, soft voice. And, uh, if you meet her, she can, it feels like she's a very timid, is the wrong word, but just a very quiet person. But yep. when it comes to my mom being at a sporting event, supporting either yeah. us when we were kids or uh, my nephews or my sons, she can be like the most boisterous, loud person. And so <laughs> I, I understand that mom energy you got going on. For oh, your, I've got some mom energy. There. That's a great word for it. Mom energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I've got I've got some friends, too, that they're just yelling at everything the whole time. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I try to remember that these are 
you know, children. So I I will yell at a ref, but I try not. I really don't like to yell at other kids. At least we're going to go with that. Well, I yell at other kids all the time. I'm just for fun, <laughs> just walking on the street, just yell at somebody walking down. So uh, you're a better person than me. We'll go ahead and start off with that. So, okay, on the podcast, we're talking to people like you that are doing amazing things. And uh, if uh, we're going to, like, we want to get to know you beyond, mm-hmm. like, your public persona. And so yeah. uh, there's people that uh, that you see and, like, just seem like you've got life all figured out and all put together. And so we see creators and movie stars and stuff, and it seems like their lives are perfect. But if we're going to get past all that stuff. We got to kind of start with that stuff. So Mm -hmm. let's say you just met somebody and you're really trying to flex and you're trying to like (laughs) show out your highlight reel. Who is that Brandy? Give us the, uh, the prim and polish. Oh, the prim and polish Brandy. Um, I, you know, I have been in ministry for a long time and, and I don't know that that would be my flex, but I, because I actually do love what I do. I work for an organization Mm -hmm. called leading and loving it that I helped get off the ground about 15 years ago with my best friend, Lori Wilhite. Um, and at the time we were both pastor's wives. She's still a pastor's wife of, I am not in that position anymore. Um, but we started this organization to help women thrive in ministry. We wanted, um, women, to feel connected to one another. We wanted women to feel that um, they were being, that somebody understood what their life looked like behind the scenes. And and we have a lot of things going on. We do a conference in October every year in Nevada. We um, have a subscription service that has daily encouragement delivered as well as um, community where ladies can connect and get to know one another and kind of broaden that connection of ministry females and ministry leaders in their life. and then this summer, I wrote a book. That is, I'm going to flex and say, I wrote yeah, a book. Yeah, flex it, girl. Yeah, um, get it. <laughs> called Better Than Okay. I was a senior pastor's wife for 20 years and helped plant a church here in Nashville called Cross Point Church, which I loved serving in for 14 years. And um, about seven years ago, my husband at the time, my husband of 20 years, chose to walk away from the marriage and the ministry and the church and our family unit. And I found myself at 42 starting over um, and have just spent the last seven years really trying to heal and grow from that and dig into my emotional health, um, mental health, spiritual health, um, and just become a healthier version of myself and deal with some of the dysfunction that I had lived in for a really long time. And um, when I felt like I could right out of my scars and not my wounds. I put a book together called Better Than Okay, Finding Hope and Healing After Your Marriage Ends. And it's honestly just the story of what God chose to do in me when I chose to begin again. That's incredible. I I know uh, people, I work in a church and so uh, I talk to people and we see people all the time that uh, instead of uh, trying to heal from the brokenness, they kind of just live in it for a long, Uh long time. But it's cool to see that you've taken, again, like you didn't write from your wounds, but uh, being able to look back and see what God did in your life and hopefully using that to help people forward. That's really cool that you've Uh done that. So uh, on behalf of so many people that you've probably been able to help, thank you. So thank you. I uh, appreciate that. I'm happy you're here. And uh, again, uh, I'm going to say this about a hundred million times, but thank you for being here. It's such an honor to have you here. This is fun. 
I think it's fun too. All right. So uh, on the podcast, we do things in a couple of rounds. Um, and yes. the first round, I, <laughs> I call it the first date round. And because okay. uh, if you ever go on a first date, you want to ask the right questions. You don't want to uh, ask. 100%. Like, I'm learning this. Okay. I'm learning this, Mike. Yeah. So actually like kind of the genesis of all this was uh, on TikTok. I was watching these TikToks and it was uh, these ladies saying that they'd been in a committed relationship for six or 10 years and they were in the dating pool again. And somebody was asking them what their favorite color was. And they're like, if somebody asks me my favorite color again, I'm going to lose my mind. And so, <laughs> um, so the goal with these questions is to uh -oh. maybe not, it's not just a yes or no, but just for fun. What is your favorite color? Because we're here Blue. now. Blue, there you go. Blue, and you look yeah. great in blue. Look at thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. I'm it's a good look. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, it's not just beyond just the typical uh, yes or no. Do you like cheese? Which I hopefully cheese is delicious. So who doesn't like it? But, uh, right. Uh, Something's wrong with them. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so uh, we're asking questions that may be a little bit beyond just yes or no stuff. But uh, just for fun, let's start with uh, a favorite. So what was your favorite breakfast cereal growing up? Um, cookie crisp. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You're fancy. Anything about that? I just think I have always loved sweets and it felt like I was getting cookies <laughs> for breakfast. Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, actually saw a video the other day that was like, can you imagine them trying to market cookie crisps now? Uh, it's like, Hey, give your kids no. a full bowl of cookies for breakfast. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Soaking in milk. Yes. It doesn't yeah, exist absolutely. anymore. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't sad. know if it does, but let's, yep. I remember, yeah, all those nineties commercials with the little chef, um, yeah. making all the cookie yes. crisps and yeah, <laughs> those are good times. Um, all right. So now, now you are, uh, you're a grown adult and yep. you make more sensible decisions. And so, yes. uh, moving on from that, what is your favorite cereal now? Frosted flakes. That is a fantastic choice. <laughs> that is full on tops of my list because it's still a sugar feel, cereal. Oh, it's still sugar <laughs> cereal. Yes. I make myself feel better because I drink it with my, I use my fair life milk in it. So I'm getting some protein, mm -hmm. but that is honestly usually what I have on Friday nights after football games because it's so late yeah. and I make my son a meal and then I eat some frosted flakes. That is genuinely all of my dreams. I love like a late night <laughs> bowl of cereal, especially yes. frosted flakes. It's and like I like it that you have it late at night. It's weird. Oh yeah. That and like it, eating a bowl of cereal for breakfast these days, I feel like I'm hungry 30 minutes later, yes, but like it's yes. a great late night snack. You're right on that. Yep. Agreed. And I like the little caveat you've given yourself if you put protein milk in it. I so <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, I just love breakfast cereal in general. So that was a good choice uh, on both of those. Thank you. Thank um, you. Uh, when I was a kid, it was probably more Fruit Loops or Lucky Charms for me. Mm, and yeah. for me, it was a game of I would try to eat all of the little um, healthy parts of healthy oh. parts. Of, yeah, I eat that first. And then guess what? I've got myself a cereal dessert at the yes, end. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Straight a spoonfuls of, of sugar. in that milk. Mm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I had. I remember when I first started college, I bought myself a box of Lucky Charms. Actually, this might be TMI, so anybody who wants to skip forward 30 seconds, I I bought myself a box of Lucky Charms and I ate like two or three bowls in a night. And the next day I pooped green and I thought I was dying. <laughs> and I was like, 
<laughs> what is going on? No, I'm, my body is turning against me. And then I realized I'd eaten all of the food coloring, like red 40, blue 50, yeah, yeah. yellow 900. And I, but I thought I was dying. So I, that's great. who knows? All right. That's good to know. Uh, it's good to know we're on like a kind of even playing field on cereal. Yep. I, I don't put protein in my, uh, my cereal. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So I'm just going to yes, yes. straight cows milk it up and <laughs> see what happens. Um, but yeah. Oh, so uh, never mind. I was going to ask you if you had to go just regular milk, what kind of milk are you doing? Are you doing, are you a one percenter, two percenter whole? Um, I usually do a skim. Ooh. Is what I would, yeah, choose mm. to drink. I think the fair life milk is one percent. Good so. for you. I think that skim milk <laughs> is just like white colored, colored water. water. Yeah. yeah, no one's got time for that. But you know what? More power I, to you. In the 90s, they convinced us to drink it because it was less fat. You know, we were wrong about a lot of things in the 90s. We were. I agree. Um, and so here I am. I uh, My brother's joke is he wants to chew his milk. And so, um, yeah, Ooh. give me that whole milk. Or, but we do 2%. <laughs> I don't know what the other 98% is, but I'm still drinking yeah. it. All right. Um, so, all right. Uh, just another uh, fun random one. If you were in the circus and you had to like do a circus performance, what kind of circus performance would you want to do? I Again, would this be is the totally lady who rode the horses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A I little grew dressage. Up riding horses. I love riding horses. So yeah, it would, I would be the lady who trains and does the tricks with the horses. Have you ever tried to stand up while riding a horse? Yes, of course I have. Wait, you of can? Of course. I can't, but I've tried it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that I, my balance is horrible. So the fact that that's something that you've even tried is next level to me. So, Yes, I've tried when I was a kid, not recently. Okay. Um, I, I feel like it's time to get back into it. Get back on that horse, yeah. as they say. Um <laughs> Yeah, you were ready with that answer too. I was like, she's gonna like really like have to think through this, but she was just on the you're just on the ball with that one. That was an um, easy one. <laughs> is this something you've dreamed about for a while? Am I yes, tapping into a deep-seated dream? Okay. Um yeah, mine, uh, you know, there's Lion Tamer, there's a trapeze mm. artist, tightrope. Mm -hmm. Um, and I honestly I think I would just die doing any of them. Yeah. Uh, almost immediately. Um and so the only thing that I can think of that I can do and I could do would be being a magician. Um, but oh, that's less fun. Yeah. Or uh, I could try to pass off as the bearded lady um, and <laughs> I'd make a few bucks that way. I don't know, though. Did yeah, you love I, The Greatest Showman? The movie? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And the soundtrack's excellent. You did, I didn't yep. even go there until you said, said bearded lady. And I was like, oh, The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I, me and her, uh, her have an identical voice, too. So. It would really work out for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I grew up, love the circus. Um, you know, maybe an elephant trainer. That sounds kind of uh, fun. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, but those guys are getting a lot of heat from the old PETA. So yeah, they are. we will hold off on that. I didn't say yeah, that. Don't cancel are. me. Please, PETA, don't cancel this podcast. <laughs> All right. So that was the first date round. So things we know now are that you drink protein milk and that you want to stand up on a horse. Um, would you want to try to do the thing where you like do like a flip in between horses and sure, stuff? Sure, why not? If I'm going for it, yes, I want to do all of the things. 
Sounds good. If you ever make your way down here to uh, the uh, central South Florida area um, in Sarasota, there is an entire community of uh, Ringling performers. And so uh, Ringling Brothers, they uh, that was kind of their headquarters for a long time. And so so fun. Yeah. So there, if you go down there, there's like uh, the trains and uh, there's a bunch of old performers that live and hang out there. Um, the do you know the um, tightrope walkers, the Walendas? No. Oh, are they he's there? Like, yep, they're there. He's the guy that's like walked across the Grand Canyon, not the Great, yeah, the Grand Canyon, uh, Niagara Falls, like in between uh, crazy sky- skyscrapers and skyscrapers uh, in New York <laughs> and stuff. He, he just does incredible um, stuff like that. And I would just, I'd take one step out and then fall and die immediately. So, oh my gosh, I don't do heights well. No, I, I think I would do okay with it. I just have horrible, horrible balance. And so, yeah. um, and I don't want to hold on to a, a long pole like that as I'm walking. All right. So that was the first day around. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Brandon, you was. are a delight. You made that painless. Um, I, I tried to, um, and you know, that, that was a good appetizer round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next round, I call it the slow round. And so, um, this round is a little bit less uh, serial and a little more maybe kind of to the heart of who you are and yeah. uh, maybe to some of the things that you know. And so mm-hmm. uh, there's people out there that um, that they've gone through some tough stuff. And if I'm really, really honest with you, I in life, I really stray away from talking about the the deep stuff, the hard stuff, um, mm-hmm. and which I'm honestly in the wrong position uh, being working in a church because there's a lot of people that are dealing with some really heavy and hard stuff. And yeah. um, and this honestly, um, I didn't even know this was part of your story when I asked you to be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, honestly, uh, your friend Jackie told me, you got to have Brandy. She's just the best person. And so mm-hmm. um, I asked Love you to be her. on the podcast. And then I uh, started, I was like, wait, who is this Brandy lady? And so I started looking <laughs> and I was like, she's written this amazing book called Better Than Okay. And I looked into the story behind it. And, um, and so there's people out there that are really struggling with hard things. And so, uh, I don't always feel like I've got like the depth to answer, uh, these kind of questions, but for people that are dealing with trauma and they're dealing with, um, some deep, dark, hard heart things, how can, mm-hmm. how can they take real practical steps to, uh, as you put it, be better than okay. Yeah. I think one thing that is super practical and everyone is capable of doing is to start a gratitude practice. And I will tell you when I began this seven years ago, I didn't have the language to call it a gratitude practice, but um, my husband at the time, like I said, had just resigned. The church where we worked was one of the fastest growing churches in the nation. Um, It was very large in middle Tennessee. We had six different locations. Um, So when his resignation happened, it, it publicly really kind of hit the fan. And, um, I think we could both agree that when your life publicly falls apart, it's been falling apart behind the scenes for a really long time, but life as I knew it just kind of ended overnight. I went from one Sunday, I was at church hugging people surrounded by thousands and thousands and thousands of people to the next Sunday. I was only talking to three friends and my therapist. Um, so it happened super quickly and I just found myself processing all of these negative emotions. I was overwhelmed. I had more questions than answers. Um, I was terrified. I didn't know how I was going to financially support my family. I didn't know what starting over looked like. I didn't know where we were going to live. I didn't know. I, I just, it was 
it was really, really, really a painful time in my life. And um, just a couple of weeks after he resigned, I remember having this realization of just, I believe God is still good. Nothing around me feels good. Nothing about life feels good. But man, I've got to believe that God is still good. And I went and I just pulled a journal. I think it'd come in a promotional um, kit off of my um, bookshelf and took a orange Sharpie like the one I have right here today, but it was orange. And on the front, I wrote focus on the good. And each day I just made myself stop at the end of the day and write down five ways I had seen the goodness of God that day. Um, And, you know, they were really simple. It wasn't big thought out things. It might be something like having ice cream on the porch with my kids. Um, I remember one day I wrote down, I got a new hair dryer. And while a new hairdryer might not be revolutionary, it did represent that there would be new things coming in my life. So I think a gratitude practice for me was huge. It's something I continue still to this day. Um, There is research and there are studies out there that show what practicing gratitude can do for your health, um, your mental health, your physical health. And I think it is something that everyone is capable of doing, whether you keep it in your phone, in your notebook, whether you actually have a piece of paper and pencil, you can look around and reflect on your day and find a couple of good things that remind you of the goodness of God in your life. So I think that is something I will continue to do probably for the rest of my life. And it's really cool to be able to look back and just see how that has changed or see what I was celebrating in different seasons of life. But I think being able to lean into that gratitude when you're walking through something hard really is a perspective shift that can help you keep going when you don't know how you're going to keep going. Yeah. I feel like something that I hear over and over from uh, people, especially, uh, so this practice you're doing with gratitude is just taking the intentionality of, uh, kind of paying attention to what you're paying attention to. And if you, if you're looking for the bad, it's probably pretty easy to find and easy to sit in and easy to just stay at. But I love the thought of being intentional with looking for gratitude and looking for the good things that are going on in your life. Uh, even like, I, I wouldn't say that my life is been upended in any way up to this point, um, outside of, uh, having, uh, small children at certain points, um, but because they, they, <laughs> they can be a whole, everything. yeah. Um, but no, that, uh, in my life, uh, and this is a blessing in my life. This just, it hasn't been uh, down that road uh, yet, but the, uh, the thing that I've noticed is it's like you said, that's true that if, uh, even in like my slight, uh, moments of either depression or anxiety, if I take Mm -hmm. the time and I'm really intentional with looking for the good and looking for things that I can be thankful for that, that does, it kind of recenters my attention, Mm -hmm. my focus on, on what's good. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I think where your energy goes, your energy flows. So if your energy is going toward the negative, then mentality, everything is going to go toward the negative. If you are leaning into seeing the positive and the goodness of God, then that's where you're going to take your life. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a super important practice to be aware of. Yeah, I uh, I kind of equate it to a couple of years ago, uh, we had had a minivan for a while. And yes. Uh, uh, yes, are you a car person? I'm not a car person. I'm not. No, but every I feel like everyone has one minivan life that they have to live through. <laughs> 
Yeah. So we uh, we did minivan uh, life for a little bit, and it was my wife's. Uh, she drove it more than I did. It was her daily driver. Um, and so uh, we got to the point where our youngest son uh, can open his own door, and so it was like, okay, <sighs> we're <laughs> yeah. It was a, a Out big of the deal. Minivan. Yeah. So my wife was like, and she had her heart set on, um, it's a Volkswagen Atlas and yes. I can, I can with, uh, like full, like, uh, cleanness in my heart tell you that before that I had never seen a Volkswagen Atlas in my life. But the second <laughs> that we started looking for a Volkswagen Atlas, I genuinely see everywhere. them everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. And, um, even to the point that, uh, the other day we were in the Atlas, uh, me and my boys, I was taking them to school and they, uh, there was a, another identical VW Atlas. Um, and I was like, guys, what's mom doing over there? And they're like, we're, we're in the Atlas. And so you just, about, but it cute. all gets back to what your attention is focused towards is what you're going to see. And so um, yeah. if you can intentionally point your focus towards gratitude and towards what is good in life, that I love that. Brandy, thank you so much yeah. for that. Okay. Now, um, so uh, how old are your, your boys right now? They are 22, 19 and 17. Okay. Good on you for remembering that. I went to the Thank doctor you. recently for one of my sons and they said, uh, what is your son's birthday? And I said, it is, um, and I gave the month and the day. And then I said, 2018. And the uh, lady behind the desk goes, try again. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I have the hardest time remembering the years. Um, so, okay. So I've got two little guys. So I've got a, uh, he just turned six. And then uh, by the time this comes out, I've got a nine-year-old. And so, okay, that's um, awesome. so I'm always, uh, I'm uh, something I try to be intentional about is finding people kind of like yourself that are a few steps ahead of me in mm -hmm. the old parenting game. And so um, you, you've got these three guys. And so again, like ever since uh, you decided to come on the podcast, I've done a little bit of a deep dive into your life and you <laughs> seem like an incredibly intentional mom. And so, thank you. um, normally I ask questions that are helpful for a lot of people, but this one is just for me. I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish today Do so it. for a, uh, a guy with a six and a nine year old, uh, what advice would you give to somebody like me at this stage in parenting, or even just like some perspective you got from having uh, kids in their uh, early adult age or end of high school age? Yeah. Um, gosh, that's hard to narrow down to just one thing. So well, we've I, got time. I will tell you, I love being a mom of boys. Um, I am close to my mom, so I think I thought I'd always have a girl, and I that was not our luck. I actually have two female dogs who are the most high-maintenance members of the family, so <laughs> I actually love being a boy mom. Um, I think perspective is to just always be open to talking about everything, I think, Um when we started walking through the divorce, the separation and divorce, I really just became super open in every conversation I was having with my kids, even to the point of, you know, they had been through a lot of change. They'd been through a lot of hurt and trauma. Um, one of their therapists said to me, your kids have walked through two divorces. They're divorced from of the parents and then the divorce from the church, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, my kids same thing happened. They were there one Sunday and life was great. And then the next Sunday we, I had to take away their phones so that they couldn't find out their dad had resigned before we had a chance to tell them. So I just became super open and honest with everything that was going on. And when it came time for us to buy a new house or buy a new to us house, that's a conversation I had with them of like, 
hey, this is hard for me to stay in this house and I would like for us to have a fresh start and and just have those conversations and listen to them weigh in. And I remember one night at dinner, we had the conversation of we can probably only afford a three bedroom with a bonus room or we can get a four bedroom. So let's have a discussion of what do we feel like would be the best fit for our family and um, and then just talk to them through the hard stuff too. And um you know, I remember one night I was wiping down the kitchen table after dinner and my one of my sons was sitting at my desk and out of the blue, he said, I Googled dad and I just kind of like froze because I knew what was coming. I was like, you did tell me about it. And we just had this really great conversation. And I think lots of times as parents, we shy away from the truth because we don't want our kids to have to experience pain or hurt. And, and I agree with all of that, but we also know that life involves pain and hurt. So I feel like teaching them how to manage loss rather than avoid loss is really significant. Um, I got to, you know, under my roof, walk my kids through a lot of things that I have, when I, you know, was like, I wish this wasn't happening. Then I said, I'm glad it's happening under my roof instead of when they're on their own at college. Mm. Um, so I think when you realize that maybe they're going through something tough, be grateful that they're under your roof and you're getting to teach them how to have their first relationship or how to handle a falling part of a friendship. Um, so, yeah, I just think honesty is great. I look at honesty when you have kids is kind of like a suitcase and and how much are they able to carry because you need to give them age appropriate truth. So the smaller they are, you know, if they're five or six, they can carry a little backpack and um, probably throw in some, I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys or, you know, stuffed animal or something like that. And then as they get bigger, 10 or 12, they can carry a duffel bag that holds all of their lacrosse equipment so they can handle it a little bit more truth. Um, so it's not about not being honest. It's about what level of truth are kids able to process at process and developmentally handle at their age. Um, And in doing that, you teach them how to manage life and not just to avoid the hard things, but to be able to walk through those hard things in a healthier way. Yeah, that I think so. I again, I'm I'm still honestly pretty early on in the whole parenting thing. Actually, the other day I had a friend whose daughter turned nine and I was like, mm-hmm. dude, exciting. Your daughter's turning nine. He goes, nah, it's halfway to 18. And I've been an emotional wreck since then. Cause my son's about to turn nine. <laughs> I was like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Never and so, count backwards. Never, never do that. No. It's too hard. No. So. Yeah, so tell my friend Jason, I look at the camera and tell him he's a horrible person for doing Jason, that to me. Jason, you're a terrible friend, terrible <laughs> friend. At my um, oldest son's senior year, you know, it's senior year of high school, and I'll be like, this is the last time you're going to, we're going to have Christmas with you. And he's like, do you think I'm never coming back home? Like, all you do is talk about the last. I am going to do Christmas here for a really long time. And yeah. even that perspective of like, okay, this is not the end this uh-huh. is just the last time he's living with me full time that we do it this way. So yeah, absolutely. No, I even like. Um, uh, there's a guy, Andy Stanley. He one mm-hmm. of his things is he wants to parent his kids that when they're grown that they want to come home. And yep, so sure. that's been something that's stuck in my head. And um, thing, even things, everything you said, I'm like, I'm just gonna sit and chew on that for a long time about like, all right. So and it's really funny you said Ninja Turtles because my six year old is obsessed with the Ninja Turtles right now. <laughs> and so. <laughs> Um, perfect. There is, yeah, it's the best. And so, uh, it's, it's fun because I feel like there's 
all the time. There's new language, probably when um, you were parenting in the early 2000s, uh-huh. um, that there's been just new things that um, because of um, emotional intelligence and uh, the way with like just studies that have come out that we all understand a little bit more and that we're getting a little bit better at, hopefully we're getting a little bit better at being parents. And so uh-huh. I'm grateful for people like you that um, I, I love having these conversations with parents that are a few steps ahead of me that, um, I can be like, okay, so I don't need to emotionally dump on my kids, but I, like, I need to let them know that there's, a, yeah. and this is something that my wife and I've started doing that there's times where our kids are just being, um, uh, the nicest way to put it is turkey sandwiches and they're oh. just not listening. And I'm like, like, it gets to a point where I'm like, I've repeated myself a million times. I'm like, all right, we're at frustration point and I need you guys to know that we are at frustration point. You're frustrating dad now. And so that's <laughs> and awesome. just finding the right kind of honesty to share with kids. It's that's huge. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, there's one question that we ask everybody on the podcast. And so, uh, it could be the biggest thing in the world. Like you just figured out a, a new branch of science and you're leading, uh, the new science <laughs> in the world or something as small as, uh, you just figured out how to crack your knuckles, uh, in a more, appealing. I don't know, but what's something you're learning right now? (laughs) What is something I'm learning right now? Gosh, that's a great question. Let me think, what am I reading? I'm actually reading a book where I feel like I'm relearning a lot about prayer. I am reading, um, pray like monks living like fools. Okay. Do you know that book? It's great. Yes, it's great. Um, I wish I could think of the author, but it's called Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. And um, it's just kind of a new way for me to be able to look at prayer. I think um, I became I was able to develop secure attachment with God during my divorce um, mm. instead of being anxious or avoidant. He, I just leaned in and he was there. And I think um, one area I'd like to grow more in is the area of prayer. And I've started this book and I'm loving it. And it's helping me to see ways that I can just bring Jesus into my life on uh, and I do I, like I sit down and I pray every day, but like throughout my day and throughout what I'm experiencing and even when I wake up at night, just little prayers of being able to invite him to stay um, has been super helpful for me. So I'm learning about that. And let me see if I'm learning anything that sounds like more exciting than prayer. That sounds like a- that's a pretty big deal in itself. So if you <laughs> wanted to stop there, you can. But if you're learning Great. about something else, I'm all ears. <laughs> I think that's good right now. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Done. Uh, and you're learning how to watch your kids if they get tackled too. So, Oh, Ooh. gosh. I'm going to try. <laughs> good on you. You're just watching the ball. You got your eye on the prize. All right. So yes, uh, we are at the, the final round of the podcast here. I call it the common ground round where uh, maybe you and I can see if maybe we're a little bit alike. So you got okay. your, your card there. Yep. and your marker and you're ready to go. And so I'm going to ask you five this or that style questions and we'll reveal our answers at the same time. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So, um, we are in Halloween season. Are you a big Halloween yes. fan? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> My kids are older. My kids, you That's know, true. so like I, I don't true. do costumes anymore, but we do do pumpkins. Jack. Okay, good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who doesn't like a good jack-o'-lantern? I'm just really exactly. bad at carving them. And so, yeah, and same. I get really impatient. Uh, let's, yeah, uh-huh. uh, we're not, we don't need to, to get stuck on the bat here, but would you rather be a black cat or a bat? Halloween season, would you rather be a black cat or a bat? Mm. 
All right, I got mine. Here we go. Three, two, one. I went bat. She went bat. bat. Way to go. <laughs> any uh, any reason behind that, or you just decided bat? Yeah, I think I'm not a cat person. So <laughs> Me either. I, I'm like, who wants to be a cat? So, uh, yeah. According to the aristocrats, everybody wants to be a cat. Yes, um, true, true. Except for you and me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've always wanted to fly ever yeah. since I saw um, David Copperfield fly in the 90s. I've, wings are it's cool. just been a wings are awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, uh, and you know what? A little sonar echolocation can't For go sure. wrong there. Yes. <laughs> Could meet a vampire. Who knows? <laughs> You never know. And uh, you could be Count Chocula. Moving yes. on. All right. Uh, if you were going to a museum, would you rather go to an art museum or a history museum? Art or history? I feel like I'm on a game show. This is so fun. Yeah, you should. Here we go. Three, two, one. I went history. You went history. history. Look at us. Um, are you a big history buff? Is that what I'm picking up on here? Um, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a buff, but I definitely find mm. it very interesting. Now, so. uh, similar question. Would you say that you are buff? Are you very muscular? No, no. <laughs> I like to work out, but I'm not buff. <laughs> my um, kids would think that my kids are really buff. Oh, good for so, them. Yes. They are very buff. Not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there any like spot in history that you're like, I just love this part of history? Um, you know, I actually have been, I've gotten to go to Eastern Europe a couple of times in the last couple of years. And I really just, I I visited Auschwitz when I was in Poland and Mm. just going back to kind of, I'm not going to say I enjoy it. I think it's always fascinating to learn from history. So, Mm -hmm. um, just to go back and see something that actually happened instead of reading about it in a book, um, makes a huge impact. So, yeah, I would say just going back and reflecting on how we got to certain periods in our life, I find to be super helpful. Actually, like kind of on the same note, uh, my wife and I and then uh, a couple of uh, friends or a couple that were friends with we went up to Philadelphia. Actually, it was mm-hmm. uh, like a weekish ago. And um, uh, as dumb as it is, it was fun seeing the Liberty Bell and it was oh, uh, fun sure. seeing like Independence Hall and all that yeah. stuff. Um, and even like I felt like a third grader, but I didn't care uh, to see the mint like where the coins were made. Yeah, uh, that sure. stuff oh, just sure. makes me happy. I think that so. stuff's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And the only problem is now I don't, are you, my wife is 1000% this way. Uh, do you stop and read all the signs or are yes. you, you're, yes. Uh, yep. Yep. Good. Good yep. for you. And enjoy reading yeah. those signs. <laughs> I, I would say I probably read 80% of them. Oh, that's good. So, uh, my, so of the friends, the other husband that was with us, he had a, a thing where he would take a, a picture of like the wide spot and then he would take a picture of uh, just the the plaque so he could read the uh, the thing. He's like, I know you guys want to keep moving. I'm just going to take a picture of the plaque and then a picture <laughs> of where I was at. And yeah. So that was his, uh, his nighttime reading. All right, let's keep it moving here. Uh, this one is kind of near and dear to my heart. And so I, I have no idea which way you're going. Would you rather... Uh, say you've eaten a meal and you have the option of eating more dinner or having dessert. Which way are you going? More dinner or dessert? This is so easy. Is it? This yes. one is tough for me because I love them both. And it's very situational. Uh, I'm still thinking, writing, thinking, Not for writing. Me. Not for me. 
Dun, dun, oh, dun, dun, here we go. Dun, Three. Dun. Okay. <laughs> Don't you dare Jeopardy music me. All right. I went dinner. What did you put? Dessert. Dessert. Oh. <laughs> Are you your dessert gal? Oh, yes. Let's order what three is, of them to try at dinner. That would be that would make my heart happy. Deal. What is your uh, your favorite dessert? Ice cream. If, oh, and ice cream? And mm-hmm. what kind of ice cream? Salted caramel is probably Ooh, my favorite. That's a good choice. Yeah. At um at uh what is that place called? Uh, Coldstone Creamery. Yes. They have yep. it is it's called the Banana Caramel Crunch. It's uh, bananas, Ooh. caramel, and then uh, some almonds in there and like a vanilla ice cream. That is awesome. absolutely heaven. That's a good choice. That's and I don't awesome. know why, but in my head. Okay. So just for fun in that, in your brain, when I asked you that question, what was the dinner you were eating that you were like, give me dessert? Or did you have a dinner in mind? No, I just went straight to dessert. Sugar. <laughs> I just went straight to sugar. Cookie crisp. <laughs> Deal. There you go. Um, I don't know why in my brain I it's uh like roast, like mashed potatoes and carrots, yes. that meal. I like don't know why, food. but I could eat my body. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that that sounds really good. I'm probably gonna stop by the store on the way home and grab that for dinner tomorrow <laughs> night. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with a good crock pot meal too. No, you All right, can't. let's keep it moving. Ooh, yeah, I want some dessert now too. How dare you, Brandy? All right. Would you rather go antique shopping? It's my bad. Antique shopping or online shopping? So antique shopping, you got to do in person or online shopping. I'm going to do this. Here we go. You ready? Three, two, one. I went online. You went online. Look at you. Yep. Same. uh, Are you not a big um, antique shopper? I have to be in the mood. I think life is just so busy. I fit in shopping online because then I don't have to go to the mall. And my friends, you mentioned Stephen and Jackie Brewster. Um, Mm -hmm. Stephen will ask me sometimes when he sees me on the weekends, like, how many packages did you mail back this week? And I'm like, stop. (laughs) That is not fair. Don't ask me that. Because Jackie loves to go to the mall. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. gosh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it was funny in our conversation. She said that like if she is stressed, she wants to go shopping. And yes. so uh, her husband knows that if uh, if she walks in with a new pair of jeans, that he needs to ask her how she's doing. So. Yes. Yeah. Not how much did you spend? How are how are you doing, babe? Yeah. So I don't I don't stress shop. I think when I'm stressed, I just death scroll online. So. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's just so ridiculously convenient to be able to just buy whatever you need online. All right. Yeah. Uh, one last one. Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. Um, when it comes to, I don't even know how to phrase this one, but would you rather cuddle up with a blanket or turn the heat up in the room so you are at a comfortable temperature? You go on blanket or turning up the heat. Oops, I forgot a letter. Here we go. Three, two, one. I went blanket. She blanket. went blanket. Now, yep. is that because you are trying to conserve energy and don't want to spend more money on your heating bill? Or no, is it because it's, because it's just because comfy? I'm all about cozy and texture and soft and turn on the fireplace <laughs> and light a candle. And yes, all those things. <laughs> You're not wrong. But in my head, I was just thinking about it. Like as I was writing, I was like, do I want to turn the heat up or do I want to put on a blanket? And like my dad brain was like, no, we're saving electricity if I put on a blanket. Yes, <laughs> And it's super cozy. Um, And so for that, like two weeks a year that it's cold in Florida. Yeah. Throw a a blanket on. We're going to be all right. Yep. So 
And my wife, even when it's like a million degrees outside and like it's still warm in the house, she's still got a blanket on. So you can't go wrong with a good cozy. Between like summer and winter blankets. And my kids call the summer blankets beach towels. They're like, mom pulled out the beach towels. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. But in Florida, I think they're all beach towels. So because (laughs) I'm sure. If it drops below 85, we're like, oh, man, it's cold out today. Yeah, so it's frigid. We're getting chilly. Yeah. All right. Brandy, again, uh, I could say this a million and a billion times. Thank you so much for being uh, here oh, today. This I is, enjoyed it. Thank you, you for are having such a me, blessing. Mike. It was fun. Now, again, uh, I said it before, and I don't know if it's true, but there's probably like three people that haven't heard of you, and uh, they <laughs> they loved this conversation, and they want to get to follow you or read your book or uh, just get to know yeah. you a little better. How is like what's a great way for people to kind of get in contact or connect with you? Yep, on Instagram, I am Love Brandy Wilson, Brandy with an I. My website is lovebrandywilson.com. There's information about the book, Better Than Okay. There's also information about the coaching services that I do. Um, and then on Facebook, I'm Brandy Wilson. So I can be found at all of those places. That's fantastic. Uh, Brandy with an I.org. Check it out. Just kidding. Um, but yeah, and we'll, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And so, uh, please connect with Brandy. Um, and I think genuinely, I said it before, but the book is going to help and is helping so many people. It just came out in July. Uh, so I can imagine that in the years to come, it's just going to be story after story of people that were impacted by that. So on behalf of all those people that you haven't got to talk to yet, thank you for putting in the hard work to make that for, for all of us and for everybody out there. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, thank you so, so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time here on Maybe You're Like Me. Thanks, Brandy.